Hey everybody, welcome to Reflector Reflector Podcast. I'm Carrie, a registered nurse, Reiki master teacher, psychic medium, energy intuitive, light language facilitator, and a human design reflector. And I work with the moon and all elements of nature. I refer to myself as a sovereign healer because I don't affiliate with any religion, and I have one boss, the creator. So today on the podcast, I have two words written down for my notes. And those words are purge and detach. I'm going to talk about purging and detachment. It's been a really strong energy this past week. And before we get too deep into the podcast, I would, as always, like to start with a moment of unity. We join together in this healing space to relax and learn how to expand our consciousness, moving through our day with a set intention of kindness, honesty, and gentle curiosity. Let's take the time to honor the greatest good of the collective and of our highest self. We ask that the nourishment we receive through this practice will guide us every day toward a higher level of being and living, always walking the path toward our unique purpose, centered in the warmth of the light. Okay, so, excuse me, themes today and for the past week have been heavy in detachment and purging. Purging has really been, for me, the theme for all of January. It's just recognizing what needs to be released. And when I do that, when I recognize that there's something I'm holding on to, something, whether it's a physical token or a anguished memory or some other aspect of of something that no longer serves me i've been looking at it kind of placing it on the table and saying what am i going to do with this what do i need to do with this am i ready to deal with this and sometimes the answer is yes to those questions, and sometimes the answer is no. Maybe I'm not ready to deal with X, Y, or Z. But I will say that with the clients who I served this past week, there has also been the overarching channel of their need to release their need to detach with love, but still detach. So what do we talk about first? Do we talk about purging and cleansing and moving stagnant energy, moving out what no longer serves us so that we have room for something new to come into our lives? Or do we talk about the detachment first? It feels like a chicken and egg scenario, right? So today, I want to start by talking about detachment. 
because in my frame of reference, in the way that I look at things, I can't detach to the point where I can allow it to float away until I've come to terms with my relationship with that thing, whatever it is, be it spiritual or physical. So let's start with detachment. If you're in a 12-step recovery group, if you are further on your spiritual path than some others who are just coming to the awakened state, this is a term that you've already had come into your realm at one point or another, this term detachment, the concept, the shadow work involved in detachment. The phrase that follows the word detachment is typically with love. And that can be a real challenge when we have people in our lives who didn't necessarily show us love, but they are in our lives nonetheless. How do I detach with love? You detach with love for yourself. You detach with love and respect you feel for yourself. Now, if you come to a point where you say, I don't, I don't love or respect myself. And while some might be aghast at that, I didn't love or respect myself for a long time in my life. But when I learned what that felt like, I learned the value in my opinion, in how I see myself, in how I exist in this realm, spiritually and physically. Because the concept isn't just me carry. I am the physical representation of a physical being and a spiritual being. The spiritual being is my soul who chose this physical being, Carrie, to live in and to carry out its mission. So I have to, I, Carrie, have to figure out a way to live in harmony and how do we harmonize? We listen. If any of you have ever been in a chorus or played in a band, the main thing that you have to do with the other players or singers is listen. Shoot, even in sports, you have to listen to your coach's directions so that you can be in harmony as a team. So, we find a love for ourselves, And it is that love 
that we feel for ourselves that lends itself to respect, that lends itself to dignity. And so when we have a difficult person, a difficult situation, we can disconnect in a way that honors who we are. And when we do that, we also disconnect from the consequences of our detachment. So let me, before I get too deep or too abstract, let me give you an example. I have a client who feels obligated to ensure that when she drops a truth bomb, she feels obligated to come in and comfort the person receiving that truth in whatever way she feels they need that comfort or reassurance or maybe she backpedals a little bit. And my guidance to her was this. If what you are saying is born out of a deep respect for yourself and a reverence to the person in which you are saying it to, and if that truth that you are sharing is rooted in actual truth, then you have no need to attach yourself to how that person receives the message and how that person reacts to the message. Because if truly this is a relationship of respect and love, a message that is truthful and honest and someone's standing their ground or setting boundaries, the person receiving this truth, this boundary setting, would not react defensively, would not turn it around, would not victimize themselves, but they would receive the message and be mindful of it and think about it and engage in shadow work. See, we do a lot that isn't, we don't call shadow work, shadow work. But when we reflect on an experience, that is active shadow work. So when somebody turns it around and then they victimize themselves and put you on your heels, you the messenger on your heels, your job is not to somehow comfort them because you have spoken your truth. And their job is not necessarily to comfort you. Their job is to simply receive the truth and then respond, not react. And when you detach with love, you are detaching yourself from the outcome of stating your truth. 
you are saying, whatever I say to you was said with respect, it was said with love for myself and for this situation. And if you don't like that, that is not my problem to fix. That is so important. That is so important. If you do not like the truth that I stated in the loving and kind way in which I stated it, that is not my problem. Because when we go into recovery mode, when we take responsibility for how someone else responds or reacts, I'll say react because respond has the suggestion that they reflected. When somebody reacts to a truth that we've stated and they say, well, you know, I wouldn't be this way if it wasn't for you and all your habits that I hate and whatever, whatever that ugly situation is that you are trying to disconnect from. I see like this oil, oil spill, but the oil, I, I, want, I would like to ask you to engage in the visual that most of us have seen on TV when there's a massive water spill and um, it's just absolutely destroyed the ecology of an area. We see the marine life and the plant life and the um, birds from the ground and from the land and from the sea affected and we see workers furiously trying to save these animals lives and to save the water and that is what our energy is doing our energy if we don't kind of keep it in, 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 our, in our being, in our center, in our core, if we don't keep it within, then it is like an oil spill. It is out of control and it's available to anyone. And when we speak our truth, when we stand in love and respect and in truth, detaching from a situation, and somebody snaps at us in return and reacts in an ugly way, they are pulling our energy. They are pulling, they are trying to throw cords. They are doing whatever they can because they do not want to not have access to the energy that you provide them. So when we talk about protecting our energy, the best visual, this came to me when I was in meditation and it channeled through and I knew it was meant to be shared with the collective. This energy is like an oil spill and we have to throw out the safety measures, the, the netting that helps contain it so that we can clean it appropriately. We can bring it back into us and then we have energetic cleansing the purging that follows 
So this is an absolutely perfect opportunity to transition to purging. What is that? What are we talking about? So when we look at, when we lay things out in front of us, some of the listeners have experienced moments in their lives, maybe more, some more frequently than others, where you look around your living space or you look around the area where you work or sleep and you say, oh my gosh, I can't stand it anymore. I've got to clean this place up. Now, I know that there are people who might argue, well, I know so-and-so, and they would never say that. Well, we're not worried about so-and-so. We're just worried about ourselves and how we, sometimes things come to a head and we say, I got to get rid of this. I got I to gotta clean out. Spring cleaning has come early for, I know that there's this anomaly that occurred definitely with myself and with other um people who were able to bear children who it's called nesting and suddenly you're out to your out to the wall pregnant and you decide I've got to rearrange all the cabinets and clean the refrigerator and then I'm going to have my partner or my family member move around all the furniture in the bedroom you guys get what I'm saying so we have this overwhelming sense of cleansing So that can happen, and that definitely happened for me over the month of January. I started by looking through my clothes, and then working with my children, look through their clothes, and then encouraging my partner, and then looking through the house and seeing what we could get rid of. And before we knew it, we had piles and piles of stuff ready for the refugee organization to come pick up. And that was a physical purge, but it was also an energetic purge because the more stuff we have, the more cracks and crevices available for negative stagnant energy to hang out and take up space. And we don't need, not all energy is good energy. We don't need that negative energy hiding in a corner we need it to go because this is new fresh energy and even um i i don't study feng shui but i am familiar with the art of feng shui and even the way you set up your furniture is to allow for positive energy flow because we engage with that on such a micro level and a macro level. So there's the physical purge. And anytime I say physical, it's the thing you can hold. And sometimes that purge is just, this has, this has to be thrown away. There's so much negative attachment to it. Even things that I loved after my divorce, things I owned that I loved, I couldn't take with me into my new life. I just couldn't do it. I, they were just things. It was, 
It's just a bathrobe. It's not my favorite piece of clothing. It has to go. There were things that were not who I was. And they were reminders of a painful time in my life. And things are just things. Now, we can associate. We make associations. We have a loved one who passes away and you have their favorite brooch or their favorite necklace. It is a representation. It is a physical representation of a soul that came into our lives and we loved very much. It isn't a replacement for those memories. It isn't a replacement for our presence with that person and our experiences, the sound of their voice. It's a thing. And when it's all said and done, when it's our time to leave the physical realm and return to the spiritual, that thing doesn't really come with us. I took the engagement ring and wedding band from my first marriage. The engagement ring was about a hundred years old and it had a lot of ancestral patterning that was not great. And then I experienced my own not successful marriage while wearing that ring. And then, but I kept, I kept those two items and I didn't know why. And I was like, I'll, I'll eventually learn why these two items are in my life still. And then when my partner and I got together and we decided to get married, for the longest time, I just wore a silicone band, a silicone wedding band. And then one day I found a artist, a jeweler, who recycles jewelry. And I thought about the idea of alchemy and setting an intention to alchemize these pieces of jewelry that carried such negative energy and gold. And I wanted to alchemize that into positive. And so we did. And I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't look at this wedding band that I created as a representation, not only of my journey, but the journey of my children and the journey of my present with my, my partner. And as, as much as I love this ring, as much as I feel the, the absolute flow of wearing this piece of a memory, I still remind myself 
this ring isn't the reality. The reality is being present for the people that this ring represents. And my hope is that when the time comes and I leave my physical body, if this ring still exists, my hope is that it gets alchemized into something new and significant for the next person, whoever that might be. So that is a broad stroke on how I look at purging of physical items. Now, we talk about purging the metaphysical, purging what's in the mind, purging the energy, purging that which no longer serves us. And holy cats, you wish that we only had to get rid of physical items because that purging is painful. That purging is dirty work. It means looking at aspects of how we might have reacted to situations and why. Looking at parts of our lives that we need to let go of, people we need to let go of spiritually, people that we are holding on to energetically who don't serve us and we're actually pulling their energy. Exes. Um, I talk about exes a lot because I feel like no matter where we are in our lives and what lives, what our lives look like, most of us have had exes. My dogs, the energy, they are feeling this energy right now. <laughs> so, so let's talk about exes. When we hold on to that ex, when we hold on, we've, we've made it through. Through the abuse, if we experienced abuse, through lawyer drama, if we had to experience lawyer drama, through money drama, through all the crazy that we might have experienced, or the peace. However that looked for you, you make it through to the other side and you go, oh gosh, okay, great, that's over. But then we hold on and we say, we do things like we, we talk in a voice that's supposed to be a comic impression of that person. Or maybe we can't let go of a certain part of their personality that drives us crazy. And sometimes we can't let go of parts that just really hurt us, deeply, deeply wounded us. But we have to. 
We have to because there's no comfort in that pain. There is no comfort in the pain that we have caused others or that others have caused us. And that goes for any pain. Now this podcast isn't going to solve deep childhood trauma. It's not going to provide the sometimes much needed counseling to help overcome fear and anger and trust issues. But it's meant to supplement. It is meant to maybe even help open you up to acknowledging that this exists in your heart, in your mind. So when we acknowledge that we have these painful histories within us, we have to make a decision. And, and truly, we have a choice. And our choice is, do I carry this pain and this anger until I die or until it kills me slowly? Or do I release it? Do I purge? Do I detach with love and respect for myself and reclaim my energy and cut the cord with this awful experience? Because once fully lean in and allow for healing by acknowledging that there is a wound to be healed and to begin examining that wound, assessing it, looking at the layers, asking yourself questions. Why am I angry? because this person hurt me. Why did they hurt me? I don't know why they chose to hurt me. Why don't you know why they chose to hurt you? Because I was a child. Because I didn't know better. Because I was an alcoholic. Because I was a control freak. It could be anywhere from innocence to admitting our own role in the scenario. But that's the work, right? And it sucks. But it is the work. And the more you do that work and you cry and you acknowledge and you release and you ask energy healers to go in and help lift you up and help you expand and come into alignment and ignite your energy centers so that you can continue yourself healing with greater clarity, with greater observation, with greater peace, your life will start to make more sense. 
you'll feel better over time because you're letting go. And then you'll realize that the things that stressed you out, like driving, maybe you get into your car and you're feeling fine, but somebody cuts you off and you go off the rails and you're like, I don't understand. That person pissed me off. I was having a really great day. Well, that person didn't piss you off. There is a deep-seated something living within you that rose to the surface when somebody cut you off. People cut people off. That's just going to happen. And until everybody does the shadow work on themselves, there are going to be thoughtless drivers. Okay, we're just going to say that there are going to be impatient drivers, there are going to be drivers who just don't care about how their actions affect others and until we all arise until we ascend that's just how it is so we can be in charge of our own reaction to things and the more we do the work the more we do the deep soul work the more we contain our energy the more we understand our body and respect and love ourselves the payoff is that it that inner peace leaks into other aspects of our lives that we didn't expect and then suddenly we're handling situations with grace and ease situations that might have had us feeling uncomfortable we walk through it like a movie star graceful elegant i didn't know i had it in me You don't need to engage in gossip because you can begin to see, you can sort of empath into and feel how it might feel to the person who's being spoken about without their permission. What I'm trying to say in the past 34 minutes is that through the work that we do, learning how to detach, how to let go, how to take our hands off the wheel, we can then clean out. We can clean out so much that we don't even know we've been holding on to. We can let go of exes. We can let go of people's habits that drive us crazy. We can let go of what other people think about us. Because if we walk through our life with our head high, with dignity and respect, not only for ourselves, but for others. And not just select others, but all others. If we speak the truth and maintain our integrity, we know there's nothing to be said about us that isn't good. 
but we have to let go. We have to let go of the person that didn't hire us. They just had a better job applicant. We have to let go of the house that we couldn't buy. It wasn't in divine timing. And that opportunity doesn't exist anymore. So we have to move on. Recall that energy. Bring it back. You'll need it for the next hard time. You'll need it for the next time. You need all your energy. I hope that this helps. I hope that if you have questions that arise from this podcast, you feel comfortable reaching out to me at reflectorreflectorpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to answer your questions. I'm also on TikTok and Instagram at Energetic Nightingale. And this is my jam. I want you to know just how much I love offering this channeled guidance. Because this all comes from my spiritual team and from Ascended Masters. This guidance, this isn't Carrie. This is the soul sending you these messages to help you grow and learn. The spiritual path won't come to you. You go to it. It will let you know when you're not paying attention. It will let you know through subtle signs and not so subtle signs. When you need to be more proactive and you will know when you've turned your back on it coming into alignment energetically is not easy work but if we want our lives to improve we can't force it. We have to work for it. And it's not the same kind of hustle that we know. It's not putting in overtime. It's not, it's not just showing up every day. It's not thinking hard. It's being in the heart and being honest. Even when that honest doesn't really put us in a good light. We have to accept that, admit where our error occurred, and then we have to detach lovingly and try to correct ourselves so that the same situation doesn't happen again. Remember, The light we create within is the light that we shine out. And that light 
is what attracts. And sometimes if we don't change, then we keep attracting the same thing. But when we change, when we truly change, transformation happens in every part of our life. Healers, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I thank the great spirit and the energy for its trust and guidance. I thank each of you for joining me here. Take a moment of gratitude for giving yourself the gift of self-care. And in the glow of divine energy and light, we are healed whole and complete. Come back for a reset and recharge next time. Or come back and re-listen to an old episode. Again, if you have questions, please email me at reflectorreflectorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message me with a voice message on Anchor. And just remember, be gentle and kind. There is never perfection, only better. And we can only be until we become. Until next time, I'm going to take my grumbly stomach and go feed my barking dogs. Thank you so much. Be at peace and be gentle.